You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. The BRICS Report, Brazil. All right, well, when we join BRICS, this incredible organization, these massive countries joined together, and we got in. Our listeners said, well, please, can we do regular BRICS reports just to keep up to date with our partners there? Well, we did it for you. And uh, today, of course, it's BRICS Report Brazil, and a pleasure to welcome Professor Lyle White, Director of the Center for Dynamic Markets, and that's at Gibbs, the Gordon Institute of Business Science. Uh, Prof, morning to you. Hi. Tell us about this billionaire who's getting ready to sing like a canary. This sounds exciting. (laughs) Morning, John, and morning to the listeners. Yeah, it's an incredible story. And as we always say, that the only country that seems to trump South Africa is Brazil in 2016. And and what we've seen right now is uh, from uh, the fall of a number of the, the major or the big politicians and the president herself, some of the big, uh, the big leaders in business are suffering uh, similar consequences. Now, Marcelo Odebrecht, he's the grandson of the founder of Odebrecht, which is a, a massive engineering construction conglomerate in Brazil. It's a, literally a $30 billion uh, family business. He seeks revenge and promises to bring down as many as 50 politicians in the process, one of them obviously being uh, uh, suspended Dilma Rousseff, the president. And this could be her bell toll. But anyway, uh, Odebrecht himself, uh, as I say, one of Brazil's most successful uh, executives, uh, he's, he is now ready to sing like a canary in an effort to uh, lower his 19-year prison sentence. He was arrested last year, August. And if there's one man who strikes fear in the hearts of, of Brazil's political elite, it is this 47-year-old uh, executive, uh, Marcelo. Now, his plea bargain was reached last week, Wednesday, and he's supposedly going to provide federal prosecutors with more details around um, the illegal financing of campaigns. And this, John, is very interesting because they are legal financing of the, the Workers' Party, the PT, and the PMDB, that's the, the ruling coalition, but as well as the opposition party, the Social Democrats. Uh, Marcelo is worth about uh, $3.7 billion, according to Forbes magazine. So, it's, uh, so he's, no, he's no wallflower. I hope he's got good protection. And the interim president, what's he up to? What's the state of play there? He's in trouble. Yeah, so uh, 20 years into his so-called seizure of power, uh, this corruption implicated interim president Michel Temer, and it's been proven now that uh, it really is a corrupt uh, uh, regime because two of the interim ministers in his all-white male cabinet, including his anti-corruption minister, had been forced to resign after the emergence of secret recording showing them to, as plotting to obstruct uh, obstruct. Uh, that in, uh, the investigation against them. And it's an investigation which draws in about a third of, of the cabinet they are personally implicated. Now, Temer uh, is implicated in several corruption investigations. He was formally convicted of violating election laws. Uh, and his punishment is now that he's, unable, he's been banned from running from any political office for the next eight years. A regional election court in Sao Paulo, where he's from, issued a formal decree finding him guilty and declaring him ineligible to run for any political office as a result of the dirty elections. It's an incredible story. John, the other interesting part about this is that the international community has taken up against Brazil here. Now, three dozen members of the European Parliament have urged the termination of trade negotiations with Brazil's interim government on the grounds of its lack of legitimacy. And Transparency International has also announced it was terminating dialogue with the new government until it purged corruption from its new ministries. And Dilma Rousseff, what's she up to? Well, she's uh, using the same tactics that literally brought her down. She's also taken to the streets. Now, uh, in a march for women for democracy against the so-called coup, 
Uh, this brought thousands of people onto the streets. Now, President Rousseff herself took to the streets in Rio de Janeiro on Thursday last week, along with thousands of women to reject the installed interim government of Michel Temer. And they slammed, uh, they slammed uh, by protest, uh, this, this government is slammed by the protesters as a coup regime, as I mentioned. The, the suspended president, Dilma Rousseff, has also emphasized the crucial role of women in democracy, criticizing Temer's cabinet for representing a small elite group, which she refers to as a government of old and white men, which does not represent the diversity of our population. The, mo- the mobilization comes just days after Rousseff's attorney presented her defense to the Senate as part of the impeachment trial that she is facing. But it's also, John, and this is, uh, this is the sad part or the, 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 the shocking part about this, uh, the Women's March comes just less than two weeks after a gang rape of a teenage girl by at least 30 men, which oh went disturbingly viral on social media and spiked widespread outrage. And obviously this is just literally a few weeks before uh, the Rio Olympics. Unbelievable. We'll leave it there. Thanks very much indeed, Professor Lyle White. And uh, Remember it was a couple of years ago, Brazil was the absolute darling of the world. It all comes back to the economy and all comes back to honesty and integrity and democracy, doesn't it?